official. I didn't lie to you in our last podcast because we are actually back. It feels so good to be back. Two episodes in three weeks. It's 2021, baby. Let's go. Happy New Year, boys. Freaking weird. Turning over a new leaf. Yeah, 2021 is so different than 2020. It's not crazy at all. (laughs) I mean, at least it's got a one now. So does It's definitely gone off to a big start. Big start. (laughs) This year's a little odd. Hey. 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 Do you you have a, a... a bad a bad joke button, Jay. No, I don't anymore. One. I got rid of that. I need to, I need I need to go through. <laughs> I got, what were you doing, man? I got a new computer and I got I got rid of like a bunch of the buttons because the software is different now. I need to go through and just download. We we need to sit down and like we need to figure out things that we can actually use. You know. I agree. I agree. But what that's I really definitely want is something some, we could use. I want some. I mean, like a dad joke button where you like get a point every time. You know. It's like I think you should do a twenty one da- odd. It would have been perfect. <laughs> that would be perfect for so, like, a video pod and to have a tracker in the top right corner mm. of the screen. Yeah, we all have like three. Matt has like ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> I but no, you get negative points for bad ones, and so Matt, Matt would be negative fifty seven. All I, my jokes. I don't are know. Good. I don't know. That's that's subjective. I hate everything about this conversation. Yeah, so do you want to just jump straight into the podcast? Let's do Let's it. Go. Anything okay. to get us away from dad jokes. For sure. So um, first off, uh, we got a we got a few things we're doing. We're going to go over a little bit of roster um, because we had some news coming News out. dropped today. How convenient is that? Yep. And it's then perfect. we have a really cool segment where we're going to open up some memorabilia boxes. Do you remember when they previewed this? And I can't remember who was in here. But Jeremy. Talk- Jeremy was talking yeah. about it. I do, yeah. And I, now it's real. And we're about to do it. It's like back in the summer. And I think yeah. they're still available, too. They are. I do believe so. They are still available. I don't know how many they have of each one. So several sizes have already sold out. Uh, we have mediums and larges, and there are still ostensibly mediums and larges because I logged back in to see if I could order another one. I don't know how many there are left. I think you should, if you're interested in these things, and we'll talk more about them in the segment, you should order one ASAP because they could run out because it's just from the stores. So when they're stores of old stuff, so when they run out, they run out. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I'm obviously a fan of the team on the field and everything that we do as a club, but I also like financial health and stability. So knowing that multiple um, sizes sold out means that we have awesome fans who want to, you know, put forth um, some some help and some effort in keeping the club going, you know, it's exactly yeah, right. And it's a, it's a cool link to the, uh, to the past of the club too. And it also means Jay's going to have a nice tight Jersey. Heck yeah. Give me a large <laughs> baby. And I, and I, and I brought this up when Jeremy was here, but I, you know, I worked in, in the office for a little bit when I did OGA and there is so much shit back there and cool stuff. So it's incredible. Um, I'm excited to see what's in our boxes and whatever you guys don't take home stays at the studio which is going to be really cool, which also happens to be my guest bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, uh, what else are we going to do? So we're going to do the New Year's resolutions right after that. And we'll, um, and we'll talk more about those, but what kind of New Year's resolutions? Uh, our New Year's resolutions for the club, correct? Yes. So so I think those will be more interesting. Don't Pod listeners, don't turn that off because Smitty's going to talk about working out and I'm going to talk about like you know meditating or something like we're going to talk about i mean we might talk about those too but we're going to talk about club stuff we're definitely not talking about those so don't turn it off we definitely did not uh did, did not negotiate doing personal uh, resolutions on on this pod beforehand so no uh, no that's what i'm saying like you know th- i don't have to worry it's gonna be cfc centric and uh what's the last segment Producer um, Jay? Uh, did we miss anything social media handles and stuff 
Oh, roster news, which we mentioned, but like that's the one I'm super excited about. I'm sorry, well, that's I got the super first. excited. That's the first. That's right, literally right. the next thing we're gonna do. So, I'm sorry, hey, I'm so just excited. so you guys know, Breezy doesn't listen to me because I obviously <laughs> said that before. <laughs> <laughs> He's so excited. He was listening about it and thinking about it, and he wanted you to mention it again. Breezy just, to just the got fact the list. That in Thirty seconds. We're gonna talk about the roster. Um, Breezy's going to talk about the list of different episodes. So he's already got his phone out and he's looking at numbers <laughs> and doing all that. Because how many did you listen to? Sorry, last thing before we get started. I think I listened Bre- to six episodes yesterday and today. Breezy went back because he's so self-loathing. Loathing? Loathing? Listen, loathing I, I cannot. Yeah. I don't know how you do that because I cannot listen to my own voice. I listened to it on hey, 2X. Can barely so it's like, to it. there it is. My own voice turns me on. Anyways, <laughs> so let's jump straight into the roster news. So. Um, <clears throat> we have 14 returning players that were announced today, the day that we're recording this podcast. Yep. So I'm going to kind of start it off um, with, you know, we're going to do the normal goalkeeper, defender, midfield to forwards. And um, we are going to start with the goalkeepers, which will, which is going to be what I'm going to talk about for a quick second. Alec Reddington is the sole and number one goalkeeper coming back. Yeah. Um, I say number one by meaning he is a single goalkeeper. He's the, literally the only keeper on the we, roster right yes, now. Yes, exactly. So we don't know um, any information about anybody else, but he is definitely going to be back. I'm ready to see a red mustache floating yeah. in the wind, stopping, stopping <laughs> pins. No yeah. pressure, out. Well, hopefully not pins, sure but stopping uh, shots. Stopping shots. Let's hope, ha- they, let's hope we don't concede any penalties. Yeah. Happy, so, happy trails to Matt Mazinski. Yeah. Uh, Wherever and, you and, go. And, th- and this goes for everybody uh, that that will not be returning to CFC. Mm-hmm. But uh, once a blue, always a blue yep. applies yep. to you guys. Uh, does actually really does not matter where you go or what you do. Uh, you were a part of our family, and you'll always be a part of our family. And you're always welcome home. Section one hundred nine. Yep. Anytime Absolutely. you come to a game and you want a beer, hit up Breezy. He'll buy it. For I got you. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna jump away from goalkeepers straight into defenders. Who's doing the defenders? I'll take it. Um, but I do want to talk about keeper real quick because I want to talk a little bit with each section what we think we need. Obviously, of course, we've got one goalkeeper, so right, we you've got to have. We'd like at to least have, one we'd, more. We'd like to have three. A three is three is a normal, normal. Alec had an amazing year. He's also young, so I would love to see somebody that can be competition for him, I not agree. just a backup. I agree. I want competition because that's going to force him to get so much better. Um, Agreed. So the better he gets. Probably the better it's going to make that other person too. So that'll be really good. Yeah. And then I would love also love to see a third keeper as well, especially if we can find that local from the academy and a young, oh. hopefully, hopefully a young keeper. Mm-hmm. Because regardless, you, your third keeper isn't hopefully going to play. I mean, because you want your first keeper and your second keeper to play. So you want the the with to be a young one, hopefully local, like you said. But what I hope we don't do, and I don't think we will because we never have. But I hope we don't end up with a twenty six year old third keeper. Right. You know, I hope they're seventeen, eighteen, something like that. Yeah. I agree. All right, yep. so so moving on from goalkeepers to defenders. Defense. So we have returning Richard Dixon, Ayo. Sean Russell, Nick Spielman, and Cutler Coleman. Nice. So not a ton of returning defenders. I think it's worth noting that Ryan Marcano is listed as a midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Alec McKinley. And so is Alec McKinley, yep. both of whom, and Cameron Woodfin, though Cam is definitely a midfielder. I think it's arguable that Alec McKinley and Ryan Marcano are probably both defenders Mm -hmm. based on where they played last year. Yeah. And I think this is going to be a common topic too, because 
I'm pretty sure when we talk about needs, we're going to be talking about players that can play multiple positions. Correct. Just Flu- fluidity yes, within correct. the squad of, yeah. of being able to fill in different gaps where you need it with different people. So from a needs perspective, I would say we need left foot, left foot, left foot. <laughs> so actually foot. make that two left foot. So if we can get a left-footed, left-sided center back and a left wing back um, or le- somebody that can play left back as well, that'll be perfect because that'll give Sean Russell somebody to rotate with, yep. also somebody to push him yep. as well. I would love to see somebody to also to be able to partner with Richard that has a little bit more experience because we are a little bit young in our entire team. So the yeah, more, sure. if we can get a couple of experienced heads um, to help out, that'll be it'll be even better. I but agree. That's you want a, good a commanding back line for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right, I'll take uh, midfielders. Uh, we good. mentioned uh, the the moves Half of, of the people, the, the <laughs> moves of Ryan Marcano and Alec McKinley uh, into the midfield classification. Uh, they're joined by Kyle Carr, Juan Hernandez, Topher Marshall, Ian McGrath, and Cameron Woodfin. Um, the one thing that stands out there is the one thing. The one thing. Uh, I, hey, those are the only dad jokes I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only dad jokes. That's, yes. that's so good. I'm here for that. I think I think we probably need another six. Uh, we did not bring back, uh, or you know, David Coloco is not mentioned uh, in in this group. He's not back. Uh, I, I think we need we need definitely another six. Uh, probably someone who can play another position mm-hmm. uh, alongside because that goes for really everybody here. And if we go by um, your theory, all sixes are also outside backs. backs yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, that's a that's a definitely strongly uh, held view I have. Um, and I, well, I, I say that because you know Kyle Carr is a six, but he was also a right back. He was also mm-hmm. a left back. He was also a center back. Uh, the true Swiss Army knife. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Juan Hernandez. I thought the best that he looked was at right back as well. I would agree with that. Yep. Uh, and I Juan, actually thought Juan he Hernandez. looked best at left back, and I'm not being facetious. <laughs> he was so good at left back. I thought he, he did play really. When good. they moved him to left back, I covered my eyes and I was terrified, and he was perfect all game. <laughs> so maybe maybe it was just my fear that made me think that. But I was was like, that against the strikers? It was a get with two injuries. I want to say it was Cosmos that might have been Cal United Strikers. It was one of the games in the bubble. It was when we had multiple injuries happen in the mm-hmm. game, and we had multiple formation switches in the same Probably game. Cosmos. Yeah, Cosmos. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was the Cosmos game. And he played, in that game, he played right back, left back, and six at different times yeah. uh, during the same game. And when I and then he played a little bit of left wing back, I'm pretty sure, which that, I, I thought my brain was going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was wrong. He, he smashed it. So Yeah, yeah. he did great. The thing, the thing I'll, I'll mention about uh, why we need another six, uh, Juan Hernandez has been playing there this year. He's, he's converted to, to the, uh, the sixth position. Uh, six slash eight. Six slash eight. And that's why I mentioned this, because I, I'd like to see him in an ideal world if we're only playing with, say, one ten, like an Ian McGrath. Mm-hmm. He's not paired with anyone right there in the middle. I'd like to see someone else... Uh, that, that can sit and can hold uh, the shape and, and a little bit of possession alongside Juan. So allow Juan to be able to move up the field a little bit and create more with some defensive help next to him. Uh, that, that'll go especially if we decide to play uh, any other variants of, of the system that we've been trying to play with the, with the three the three center defenders and, and, and some wing backs. Uh, you, you can convert that into a 3-4-3 pretty easily uh, with someone that can, that can kind of play uh, alongside Juan there. So those are the midfielders. Breezy, what about the forwards? So uh, the forwards, we have two listed. We have Brian Beement, uh, who coach called Brian Bement. <laughs> who uh, I've called Brian. I think we all have. <laughs> Literally last podcast. <laughs> Literally last okay. podcast. <laughs> and, and, and Sean Hofstadter. So Sean Hofstadter, 
is listed as a forward. Talk, talk about a Swiss Army knife. But <laughs> right. he, he's more of a, in my opinion, he's more of a midfielder now based on his minutes played last season. Um, so we technically have two forwards, or maybe you could consider Topher Marshall a forward because he really is not a central midfielder. He played more winger when he played. He came in at mm-hmm. high up the field. So, um, But yeah, Brian Beamett and Sean Hofstadter, uh, as your forwards, let's call it Brian Beamett because he's really the only true forward in that group. Yeah, That's I, a, I, I think I think as you as you as you list out the team right now, Sean's a forward because otherwise it's just Beamett. So until they're more, until there's more attacking help, like. Also, I think it's this is a lot of these positions. I think are based on where they not necessarily where they played last year, but where they played in their career for the most part. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and that's fair. Like listing Kyle Carr uh, as a midfielder, but believing he might be better at right back, like Smitty said, is not unfair to him. But also, for us, he might end up a right back. Also, um, these are kind of fluid. Kind of fluid. These so, are kind of fluid things. But anyway. Brian, Brian is the only true forward on this roster, and I think that matters a lot. So no Darwin, um, no no Santi, no KJ. No Zeka. No Zeka. When we knew Zeka was the one we knew wasn't going to be on this roster. Because he, he announced his retirement. Shout out Zeka. Um, so... I think here is where we might see, you know, we talked about we probably need to add a left-sided player or two, as Smitty said, and and Coniglio said we probably need to add uh, at least one midfielder, maybe two, but preferably like a, a deep-lying six. I, I I would assume, based on where the players we're at right now, mm-hmm. I don't think you get like, say, four of those out of those two groups. You probably get three. Yeah. Right. So, but going forward, though, I think forward is where you might see three more players signed, potentially. It, it, because you can't run a, a, a team with one forward. True. Or if you consider Sean or Topher forwards, two forwards. You need three or four on the roster. So I think you'll see two or maybe even three added to the roster. I'd like to see Brian Beamant brings back a wealth of experience and a good goal scorer at all levels. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling really good about Brian coming back. Yeah. I feel really, really scared if Brian is the only experienced player or the only forward so i think we'll not only see hopefully a player or two added or three even but hopefully there's an experienced one and then maybe a younger one or two but uh, i do really hope we see an experienced goal scorer because i'd like to see brian paired i mean you look at what he did with zeka right him and zeka did a lot of damage together you had two experienced players together i would be nervous if we go into april i don't think we're going to right but like that's why I expect we'll see another player added because I don't think you can build a roster with only one experienced forward. Yeah, yep. I would agree and, with that. Uh, shout out to Darwin, who you know we obviously aren't going to see on the pitch in Chattanooga, but is going to be on the pitch somewhere and is going to be on the pitch next weekend with Guatemala national team. Good shout on that one. Nice. So yeah, yeah. and crushing it for Guatemala, got his first two international goals, which I don't think we've talked about on this podcast because that Maybe happened not. after we last recorded Against and bef- after we la- after we recorded our- before we recorded our season review, but I don't think we mentioned it like last week. Honduras, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, two goals. Yeah, I think we, I think the Guatemala path to the Gold Cup, which is the priority right now for yep. for Guatemala, only three games, and I think they're I think they're three win- pretty winnable games. Uh, I would I would love. I mean, I'm always going to be U.S. through and through, no matter mm-hmm. what. But I will chill for cheer cheer for Darwin. Oh yeah, Watch oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So Matt and Guatemala. and honestly, I hope that. Sorry, I started to interrupt yeah. you for a second. I just wanted to say that I you know I hope that you know he's not coming back here. Uh, I hope. The, the club that he finds, whichever whichever club that'll be, is at the is at the next level because I think it's important for his career, both as as just like a player and at at national team level, that he takes the next step and progresses. I hope so. Uh, yeah. Chattanooga's got to be a place where we move guys on, uh, and so I hope that's I hope that's the situation for him, dude. And Absolutely. how how lucky were we that with the 
with the pandemic and all the shit that happened that mm-hmm. he fell in our laps, dude. Yeah. Incredible. Matt and I, or no, I, well, you were there, but we weren't talking. I went to film something. And then you texted me and you were like, Jay, can you confirm that Darwin Long was there today? And I was like, he was. Because I was like, what are you doing here? you just training? He was like, yeah, maybe playing. I was like, oh, that's fucking amazing. And from amateur with us, right? Like to to talk about Darwin's path, amateur with us. Scored a goal against Chivas U23. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's been a whole year of, of like really like developing and learning. And then he went back to college and spent two more years, went pro. And then he comes back here and we're part of his journey two different times as an amateur and as a professional that's Very really cool, cool. yeah yep, so really cool great. can we get to these memorabilia boxes? let's do it somebody let's what were we about to say though i didn't oh, yeah. want to yeah, cut you off cut forever you there. Off. oh yeah no so does, anyways can we i'm just kidding because matt kidding. knows everything <laughs> i'm just gonna talk over jay um <laughs> does guatemala have a path to the octagonal later this that year that part i don't i don't know because that would be sweet I, I, I don't think they I haven't think been eliminated yet. No, I don't think they've been eliminated. I don't yet, know what their path looks not, like. They haven't been eliminated yet. There are not I know of. many slots left. Uh, and, and like the road, the road, because they came out of didn't, didn't like, wouldn't there's like the Federation suspended for a while. And so they had to start at the bottom of like these rankings and things like that. I don't remember. Um, that's why I asked you. It's a, you, it's uh, a, it's a, it's, it's going to be a tough path know. no matter what to the octagonal. Uh, yeah, the, but, the, but honestly, like that, that kind of level is, is got to be the goal for, for Guatemala in the future. So maybe it's not even a 2022 type deal, mm-hmm. but especially with U S Canada and Mexico all getting into the world cup automatically, there was, there should still be spots for CONCACAF in 2026 with an expanded world cup. Yeah. That's gotta be the goal for Guatemala is to qualify for that, for that world cup. And I think Darwin's going to play a huge role in that for sure. So sick. Let's open up some shit. All right. Memorabilia boxes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open these up. Uh, one at a time, I'm going to check what size it is, and I'm going to pass it to the person that uh, is that size. Uh, producer Jay and Smitty are both extra large. Uh, excuse me. Normally, uh, producer Jay would like down. an extra large. I'm counting calories, baby. <laughs> Smitty, not extra yet. The two, the two sobers the, over here. <laughs> yeah, the, the two doing a dry January are uh, both larges, uh, and Matt and I are both mediums. So we'll yeah. see. And what while these while come Breezy up looks um at the sizes. Just know that we are going to post pictures of these um, on the table that we podcast at to our social media so that while you're listening to this, go ahead, pull up Section 109 Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you haven't, hit follow. Then go through and like every single thing. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. <laughs> wow. But go ahead and follow um, if you haven't. But then uh, check out the pictures of the stuff that we are opening so that you know what we're talking about. So, and and these memorabilia boxes, just to remind folks, while Matt starts to open his and can tell us what he got, these memorabilia boxes are made from bits and pieces of memorabilia that have accumulated at the CFC offices so from past stuff. seasons. So these are relics that are sometimes one of a kind, sometimes two of a kind. Like, my, I got one of these for my dad for Christmas, and he got an autographed Juan Hernandez piece of memorabilia. Oh, he got a shirt... And he got like two other small pieces of memorabilia, and he was so excited because Wants his favorite player, and that was just by chance, right? And but these pieces of memorabilia, a lot of them are like stuff that is we don't have anymore. So uh, there was an MPSL winners medal, I mean, sorry, runner-up medal in one of them apparently, and like there's all different things. So like these are really really cool, and if you're a super nerdy CFC fan and, and you want to nerd out on some stuff, like it's really cool. All right, Matt, what'd you get in yours? To do? So I've got a, a, a CFC sticker. Uh, I don't know where exactly where it goes. Uh, Stadium Club Access Badge. You can put that Yo. sticker on anything. Uh, and then tickets to the FC Dallas and Atlanta United games. Oh, sweet. Like, dude, I could go in like a shadow box. Yeah. And then I've got a... This looks like it's going to be... Oh, that's a thing. Um, a poster. Yeah, we got a poster here. Uh, 
for the uh, assigned poster from all the guys of the uh, CFC versus New Amsterdam game from this year. Uh, and there's also a jersey. I believe a jersey comes with every single box. Yeah, and that's why the size matters. Uh, everything else is random. You're you're guaranteed at least two pieces of memorabilia and a jersey of the size box you select. Oh, there's so, a name on the back. Matt, that's oh a my game. God. That's a game worn jersey. By the Marcana. way, he, uh, no. guys, he scored a bike wearing that jersey. I'm pretty sure. Oh shit! If that's the bike jersey, I'll go crazy. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> Think about it. Listen, that's that's Marcano's jersey. We haven't worn. We were wearing white. We were wearing we were. white. I'm pretty sure they didn't have multiple jerseys that I know of. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know why I know yeah, they didn't have did. multiple jerseys? Because he forgot his one game and had to wear a different one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I forgot about that. I don't think they had multiple jerseys with their names on them. They had a single home and a single away for each player. Oh, uh, I guess they would have. They would have printed. Uh, so you have the one that Ryan Marcano wore, and I'm not hearing any other facts to the contrary, whether they exist or fair. not. That's fair. I was trying to pour, pull cord, cold water on that. Uh, on that ludicrous idea, but it actually might be true. Listen, that bike happened, bro. And you're holding the thing. And, and hey, can wait, we, can smell, we try, see if it's washed. Give it a sniff. Does it smell like bikes? It, it does. It does seem to be washed. Does it smell? Uh, does, does it smell like rubber? <laughs> like Although, bikes? Can, can we talk about how the uh, the the new uh, uh, business partnership with the uh, with the with the electric bikes company? Because that's all I could think of was just bikes. Really? <laughs> yeah, you did text that to us. Really missed out on an opportunity to show a replay of Marcano's goal and talk about it being. Yeah, they uh, they did in the in the video announcing his return. Okay, good. They, they did. All right, producer Jay. Yeah, it was a cool. It was actually a cool video. If you haven't seen that on social media. Okay, yet. I'm nervous. By the way, these boxes are super cool. Yeah, like magnetic boxes closing boxes. So cool. Uh, I'm repurposing the one I got Ella for Christmas and the one I got myself for Christmas for. Uh, yeah. Sweet. So I got a. Oh wow. A Chattanooga 10 Seasons wristband. Dude, oh, yeah. Like a, like a Livestrong band. For, yeah. By the way, so I'm, that, that's I, one of the season ticket bands, and, right? And this is what it turns into, the one I'm wearing. After, if yeah, you just I can wear see it for two years straight. Uh, there's no white anymore. It's just gray. <laughs> the paint's all worn off. I've got a CFC sticker. Yo. Um, I've got some kind of poster here I'll look at. I've got tickets to the 2015 MPSL National Championship. No way. Against the Cosmos and then Atlanta United ticket. Hey, so we should take these ticket stubs, if you're cool with it, and put them in either a shadow box or like mm -hmm. a, on a bulletin board in here or something. I'm like, down. Yep. Like, you know. So down. Um, and then I have a, a poster. What? Which poster did you get? To look at it. It is a signed poster from all the guys. Uh, Michigan Stars. Oh, that's my favorite oh, poster. That's Pardon one. me, boy. D describe that poster a little bit. So, that's the game that didn't even happen. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, dude, that's a collectible right there. Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's half of a drawn train, and then the other half is the words to most of the chants. Um, that's awesome. very cool. That's my favorite. So I like all the posters. That's my favorite poster, and it's signed, dude. We're if, let's frame that thing, and let's frame the one Matt got. Unless you, so, unless you guys want to take yours home, of uh, course. But I like, mean, that's up to Matt. I, we are at my home. So well, let's frame here. <laughs> let's frame. Let's frame it. Let's frame it and put it up in here, dude. Um, it's signed by the boys. And then I have, uh, I believe, the same jersey as Matt. It might be a player jersey. Offstatter. Yo. Two returners. Yo. Shout out, Sean. Look at. Do you see any grass man. stains? Because um, the one I got for Christmas had Soren grass stains on it. Beautiful. No, no Legit grass, stains, grass stains. But I think I'm gonna frame this too. This is sick. No, no, uh, wait. I see a little stain. Hold on. This is the fur. I did not. I did uh, not buy a jersey this season. 
if it's Hofstetter's. Holy blood. shit, Breezy's like literally there's pulling a, a magnifying. There's glass a t- there's a tiny thing. little discoloration. That's totally game worn. Sweet. Is my point. Um, yeah. Before I pass it over That's to awesome. one of you, I love everything. But shout out CFC on the box, man. Mm-hmm. I'm very, weird. I really like cool. good packaging when it comes to stuff. Yeah, you do. And, uh, we need a famous <laughs> we need a famous YouTuber doing an unboxing of these because I feel like it's a really solid presentation. We're missing out on a giant opportunity, and we should. We we we. I, I want to buy another one and do it at my studio with an overhead camera, like a full setup. I think that would be really. You sick. know, we could just not tell the listeners and put like all the stuff in one box, and then have you do like, oh my god, <laughs> this is look amazing. what I got! Holy shit! Look at all. Look at four jerseys. Okay, who's next? Smitty, you're up. I'll take it. I'm so excited. I've, uh, the reason everyone else needs to go first is I've already opened several of these as I've already pointed out. I bought, <laughs> I bought them for myself for Christmas, for my dad, for Ella, for another friend of mine that I still haven't given it to. I have a 2017 Media Pass. I wonder nice. if you can sneak into uh, those closed-door games with that Media Pass, <laughs> like, like these two jerks did. <laughs> the same Matt and I'll tell you. There I was also no have in. two tickets, so I've got oh, hey. a Nashville Soccer Club ticket. Who? Yeah. National it's, a, it's, a, soccer it's actually club. a pretty good logo. I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised they didn't keep it. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen that logo. I mean, it's been years since I've seen that logo. I don't think it exists anymore. That was the day we played uh, the team with Jordan Dunstan on mm-hmm. it yep. when he was on the team, but he was injured. Yeah, and I also got an FC Dallas. Beautiful. Yes. And these ticket stubs are full tickets. Like they're they're not just like stubs. They're the mm-hmm. whole ticket, pristine condition. And they're nice and crisp as well. Yeah, I wonder if they have like boxes of those somewhere. They do. Tubs. I got a CFC stick. And they're heavy as all get out. <laughs> all right, what poster did you get, my doc? poster is... Hell yeah. The same Let's one. Let's go. Yeah, baby. Michigan cool. Stores. That's my, again, it's another Stores. one of my favorite. It's so the same good. one as my favorite one with all the chants. Shout out to, I wish I knew the artist's name. I don't know if you can read it. Uh, she got a shout out. I think I'm pretty sure it was, uh, it was a she. she. Anyway, the artist got a shout out uh, at the, when they first debuted it. And it's such a cool poster. I love. They made a train, and half the train is is chant lyrics, mm-hmm. and the other oh, half the train. Oh, is this the game so that was good. supposed to happen never after ha- after the Oakland game? Yeah, and it never ah. happened. So that's that's such a cool a collector's piece. This will never like. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. We're trying to steal are one, these, Matt. Are these mittens or are they boxing gloves? <laughs> that's a good question. I think they're boxing gloves. Um, I think I don't know though. I mean, you should definitely not pick a, a boxing match with CFC. <laughs> First of all, I'm putting Sean Russell, the superhuman, out there, and you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> I posted this on my Instagram the other day. There's verified physical like proof that he is a superhero. Did you get the same jersey, too? I got the same type of jersey, so our change kit, for the, or no, our away kit for this year. Oh! And I got number oh, nice. 23. Ian nice. McGrath. Ian McGrath. Look at you guys with the game-worn jerseys. Hey, by the way, you can go back and listen to Marcano on here with Coloco and Ian McGrath by himself. That was a me and you pod, wasn't it? No. That, was a, that was a me and you pod. You and I. Okay, cool. You can also listen to uh, Ryan Marcano being a beautiful human on our uh, Uncomfortable Conversations podcast sure. with all the boys. All, all right, right. Bressy. What do you, uh, oh, what do you have there? What jersey? I'm jealous. Yo, so I, this is a 2011 no. home ticket stub. Who was the team? Um, the this just has a. I don't think it, there is a specific the team. GA, GA, it's a GA back ticket. before there are other. So teams. there's a schedule on the back. It's got April 30, CFC Cup Championship. May 7, Jacksonville United. Never heard of them. May 21, Knoxville Force. R.I.P. 
June 18, Rocket City United. June 25, Atlanta Silverbacks Reserves, RIP. July 9, Georgia Revolution. And this was, got, it, this was literally the same tickets all season. That's so cool. It's awesome. I have this another is, ticket stub really cool. from Nashville. Got a little John Carrier action on it. By the way, what a good-looking guy. Solid for shizzle. And also little little highlights in there. Shout out Carrier, man. Yeah. He, he's got yeah, a... Yeah. And I don't yeah. think we've even said his name on the pod. By the way, this is the year that Jacksonville United won the NPSL. Gang. Beat us in the playoffs. What's the point? Actually, no, moving, no, 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 moving no, 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 no. That forward. was the. Uh, that was, was that a different year? This was the year we were just bad. 2011? No, 2012 we were bad. No, 2012 was Bill's first year. 2011 we were bad. You're right. All right. So I have a signed. Oh, oh, that's my dude. favorite one. You first of all, you could have said favorite Juan. You missed a chance. If we're gonna put a counter for bad, dad jokes, it has to be for Juan jokes. But it's not one. Man, also, I love that. So this love this is poster. the Richard Dixon poster. Dixon there is a match. The there's a matching Juan poster. Mm -hmm. This one is signed by all the boys. This one should certainly live here. Either that, or I'll bring you my non-signed version and put this one in my <laughs> office. <laughs> that's, up, that's up to you, man. That's I put six. I put six. All six of these up in my office last week. I saw. That's all. Super. Oh, oh, and it's got his. It's got his uh, Richard Dixon in big letters. Oh, it's so cool. That's so dope. That's incredible. incredible. And then, oh wait, wait, wait. I got a sticker. Dope. I can always use another sticker. I have a... Uh, yeah, you re-up on your uh, wristband. Chattanooga FC 10. <laughs> yes, same one. Same. Wait, no, no, this one's different. Look at the difference in mine. They're way, the type is way bigger. Yeah, that's the one I got. Andrew, I wonder if these were like misprints. Wait, is, that, is that a 10-year? Yeah, it's a 10. But like the, the print on this is way Ten bigger than the one on my... Interesting. They could have been one like extra wrist. ones that they printed for the playoffs or something. Yeah, it's very possible. Get that's, that's to cool. the jersey. Get Wait, is that to a, the jersey. Is that like the special... Uh, owner's jersey from the Oakland game this year? I thought I saw the Nisa logo it on is. it. Oh, my it God. Is. Oh, my oh, fucking God. Number three. Jerry St. Field, baby. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Wow, it's got a little... Dude, it's shout out. Got, look, look at the crest. So it's got two crests, right? The CFC crest. Oh and look where, the, where the, normally there would be a crest for the um, mm -hmm. kit manufacturer. It's the Tennessee three-star. Nice. That's what's hate up. You. Let's fucking go, That's baby. That's really nice. good. That is really good. My little, jealousy is kicking in. Little Jerry St. Veal action. That's sick. That's sick. I really like the the colored Nisa patch on the um, sleeve, too. It looks really good. Other sleeve. Oh, yeah. No, I was trying to see if there's anything on the right sleeve. There's not. It's just the left sleeve. Yeah. Yep. Color Nisa. Dude, <laughs> we're sitting here one time, and I like I haven't found my name on my owner's jersey yet. I, do, I, know, where it, <laughs> I know where it is now. <clears throat> but then yeah. I hadn't yet. And Smitty just texts me like later on that evening, and my name is on the bottom piece of the uh, like the trim yeah, the underneath on the back it. side yeah. under the thread. Yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa! I don't know how Smitty <laughs> saw it, dude. He's just like sitting there, just like looking. At, I like, might have spent like three days reading everything. Mine and Breezy's are right next to each other, and it's right by my belly button. And that's so sick because you have because because you have one on now, but it doesn't mm -hmm. have the, the yeah. Crest. Mine's the original um, one, the Diodora, the one you purchased, yeah. yeah. And it's got like Breezy's about to put one. his on, I believe. Breezy's shirt is off. This, this pod became Blinded rated PG thirteen. <laughs> it's getting real now. Just so everybody knows that's listening, the roster news was supposed to take three to five minutes, and the memorabilia boxes were going to be fifteen, and here we are at thirty-one oh two, and probably be that's that'll probably be shaved actually. off a little bit because I'm going to edit out the beginning part, but you know. Yep. Also, I, intro and welcome took a little longer too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That. Um, you're right. It, it just shows how good we are at planning. 
for sure. No, you're like <laughs> literally the, this idea in general. I, I'm pretty sure this is Breezy's idea. I'm I'm glad we did this. This was so sick. Yeah, I'm super glad we did too. I think this is super awesome. All right. So uh, again, if you haven't seen these memorabilia boxes, go to cfctex.com. They did not pay us to do this. They did not send these for free. But if the club wants to send them for free, hit me up. Uh, but yeah, they're super cool. Get one. Um, you won't regret it. It's I, I can't believe all of ours had signed stuff in them. It's so cool. Yep. And Let's remember, go. we're going to take pictures and put them up on social media the day that we put this podcast up. Yep. All right. So let's move on to New Year's resolutions. So uh, the idea here is that we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions for the club that we have for the club. We did not talk about this beforehand uh, much on purpose so that we could not like seep into each other's brains with our ideas. So uh, who wants to go first with some of their New Year's resolutions? We'll try not to repeat ourselves too much, but... uh, yeah, who wants to go first with... And actually, here's an idea. What do you guys think if we throw them one at a time? Instead of somebody doing all three, so you don't... Like, someone doesn't oh, do we're doing three, three for someone else. No, no. Like, if you have two or three or more than one, let's just each do one, and then if you have additional ones, you can throw them in afterwards. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah, sure. All right, Matt, do you want to throw one out first? Uh, yeah, so I'll take a personal one first just to warm up the crowd. Uh, we're not you- doing personal <laughs> resolutions. <laughs> Is this personal? Matt's like, you're going to score a goal in that. CFC yes. tryouts six months or five months after knee surgery? Is that going to be this goal? Uh, no, no. It was just going to be to get back to fitness. But, you know, I was also not going to get do back it to be, fitness, because of the reaction. been to fitness earlier. You want, wow. You want, do you want me to go first? Uh, no, I think uh, let me take a let me take a, a like a present uh, a present New Year's resolution for this year. Um, I think. Uh, and, and this like actually just goes for, uh, you know, it, it builds on, on last year in our first professional season, but it builds on the club's entire history. I would love to see CFC take the next step. Uh, you know, we get to a semifinal in, in the bubble. We get to uh, four, four national finals in NPSL and a national semifinal and can never just quite get over the hump. I would love mm-hmm. to see us take the next step and get over the hump. That's an easy one, but... We'll toss it out early. Damn. Matt wants it all. Hey, remember, Matt is a Spurs fan. I want to win, man. Trophy. I want to win. So uh, I'm not going to go with my first New Year's resolution then because I was um, Anyway, it wasn't quite fouling, that. Fouling is winning. I just want to win. Uh, Smitty, why don't you go? Or do you want me go to go? Ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my New Year's resolution for the club, um, announce and, and actually start the re- um, the refounding of the women's team, relaunch mm-hmm. the women's mm-hmm. team. Preach. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is that is my New Year's resolution for resolution for the club, and I'll give my that's my one A. That's what I want to happen most. Um, that's good. And I and so I I know that the pandemic happened last year, and and privately and it's been pointed out to me a lot by Matt and other people that like it's not fair to think that the club um, and I this I think this is correct that the club can just frivolously decide. Um, and frivolous, it's never a frivolous decision to start a women's team. So you can't just say, okay, well, money is, is free right now. Like money has never been tighter and is never going to be tighter than COVID year. We just saw two clubs, um, drop down a division in USL because of money. This is not over. We may mm-hmm. see multiple clubs fold. We just saw the cosmos, which we haven't even talked about go on hiatus due to the pandemic, literally the richest owner, in the um, literally the, uh, <laughs> right. an owner worth $6 billion, like. Uh, like that's so there, there's many casualties happening and many clubs that are having trouble. So I, I don't want to downplay that, but and I don't think the women's team and that for that reason I say that the women's team doesn't have to come back in 2021 as a playing entity. 
But if the women's team does not come back as an announcement with a real legitimate plan and hire and whatever a roadmap to coming back in 2022, I will be very, very disappointed. Uh, it, it's now is the time. So in 2021, I want to see the women's team come back. I would like to see it happen this year. I'd like to see 2021 for them to play. I understand how maybe this isn't the right year because of all the pandemic stuff. So by tw- in the year 2021, I want to see it announced, the plan out, and happen. That's my number one New Year's resolution for the club. I love it. That's a great one. That's important. That's, that. a, that's super important to, to, to make sure we have a, a women's first team. Uh, I mean, obviously, the women's game in the United States is you know, professional levels in WSL and there's only, you know, 11 or 10 of those teams, maybe nine or whatever. And how do you call yourself a community club with an academy that's filled with guys and girls that play and then not have a top tier? Well, I'm not asking for professional women's team. What I'm asking for is a top tier yeah. first team, amateur first team, first team or pro- I mean, professional would be awesome. But like I'm asking for a first team, like producer Jay just said, a first team for the women. And we've had one in the past, and and due to circumstances partially beyond the club's control, that team went away, and it's time to bring it back. Yeah, I agree. Amen. Yeah, I agree totally. I I I have another one that I can say, but that was definitely going to be uh, mine. Uh, that I was that I was going to start off with. No, it's all good. I figured one of us was mm-hmm. going to say it, so I kind of knew. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> when you think about the circumstances and everything, I definitely definitely want to see that happen. Uh, for mine. Uh, I've seen a little bit of it. They did kind of put out a little a little tweet and a picture, but I think a little bit more of youth inclusion, um, considering like moving academy kids into practice sessions with the first team training sessions. And and I know Jeremy has hinted at that in the past, mm-hmm. and I know we've expanded a little bit with our reach with the academy. So having that beginning to build young kids up into training sessions and stuff like that would be amazing. So can I ask you for for a, a little bit of a, a deeper dive on that just for a second? What would a success look like to you? For example, I'll give you two examples. You tell me what you think. If you found out um, that multiple players were practicing with the team, would that be a success, but they weren't signed to the team? Would signing one player to the team, what, what, what would look like? A, what would a success look like to you for that? For the record, yeah. we've already had players practicing with yes, the first team. Correct, yeah. They, and, they, and they've shown that. Um, but 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 I think it does matter. Like, what is a success? Like, how do you how do you measure a success personally for that one? I think getting in getting into fifteen plus training sessions during a season, because um, because I, I think they'll probably filter multiple in. But you're going to have those one or two key kids, and I would love for for what what would what would go like if that would trigger something for me, and I go, oh, nice. Like that's that's a success for me. Is like we're sitting there at the game, and here comes the you know, the subs onto the benches before the starting 11. And we're like, hey, that's a local high school kid that play, mm-hmm. has played for the academy and is on the bench getting experience even being on so, the field. So an academy kid making the bench? Yes. I would say okay. an academy kid making the bench and would be amazing. Yeah, even d- if right. it's just you one know time. What? Yeah, even if it's just one time, and even if it's like not like not like he earned his way to it, but say, hey, like, you know, we see potential. We need, we want you to be there and experience this. So since I we mentioned I listened to all those podcasts, um, and by the <laughs> way, I listened to all those podcasts yesterday so the listeners know, I swear we had done this segment before, and I'm wrong. We've never done it, at least that I could find. I listened to six episodes um, all around New Year's last year. But what what Jeremy, well, I listened to, re-listened to our first episode ever with Jeremy, right after he had, uh, had become the managing director at CFC. And one of the things he talked about, um, which you just alluded to, but since I just listened to it yesterday, it's super fresh. Uh, Jack Maurer, 
or Jack Mayer or however you say his name, the guy that was drafted by Nashville, yes, number Mayer. two in the draft. Um, he was a St. Louis Aca uh, Scott Gallagher Academy product. And what he did, he did two different things. He was in the Scott Gallagher Academy, so he was in the St. Louis Academy system. And then once he got to college, he could play uh, he could not play USL minutes, um, I don't think, in certain circumstances. But what he could do is he could still practice with the team. So I think at certain times when he was an academy player, and I could have some of these details wrong, but this is how CFC could work. While you're in the academy, you could be signed to an academy contract. Yep. So you could actually be what you're saying, make appearances on the bench, make appearances even in games as an academy player. And then once you go to college, so you're out of academy, you can still train with the team. So what he said is Jack did is Jack would go for like a week here and then a week to Miami and then a week to Nashville and then a week to, you know, New York. And so they would go around the whole summer as college kids because they couldn't actually play with like play with professionals Ruin in games. Ruin their eligibility. Yeah. But they were allowed to practice. So not only there's two different paths that I think are really interesting just to build on what you said. Like there's the academy player signed, which I completely co-sign exactly what you said. Uh, and then additionally, you could see academy players who have signed, like Drew Viscomi, who used to play with us as an amateur yeah. while he was in college. He could come back to the team and practice for a week or three or a month or whatever and not make appearances in games, but still be an academy product, adding to the team, helping people stay sharp yeah. and getting sharper. So, yeah. Love it. It's yeah. It's many. My turn. Yeah. I've got so many. Like I've done nothing today except for work and think about New Year's <laughs> resolutions. Yes, I love it. Um, so my first one is going to be living in a world where it's safe to go outside again. Um, and oh, we can have a lot of So people, ready for that. Which I don't know if that's going to happen Sticks in 2021. Arms. Sticks and arms. But I would love to see an improved game day experience. So What does that look like? So so glad you asked. So an example of what I'm talking about is... If you could have seen the way Smitty just sat up as he said that. And, so glad you guys. And also the way I interrupted him when he was obviously had a list of things to go with. Right. Um, so like shutting down the street in front of Chattanooga Brewing Company. Hell yeah. Shutting that down and having a market, having activities, having player meet and greets before the game. If that's possible, I don't know. But different things like that. Some soccer having tennis on the street? Soccer tennis on the street. Oh, oh, um, the that. stuff that they set up um, at the park, um, the big inflatable thing. Yeah, yeah. Just something o OGA that, stuff? Right. OGA has one of those inflatable things. Sounds, right. like, yeah. sounds like turning a, a typical has... game day into a festival. Exactly. Like That's what... That's what Chattanooga is. That's what Chattanooga likes. So the more that having different vendors, food, drink, everything, having stuff like that is going to make game days fun again, um, which I feel like we got away from a little bit in the last couple of years. So, um, And I don't think it all needs to be on the back of the Chattahooligans either. Um, so I wouldn't be lying if I hadn't already talked to, to Fuller and Jeremy about this, but I think that would be something huge. And that's that's interesting. Gonna, um, gonna do well. Yeah, agreed. I co-sign with that fully. Yeah, that's cool. Food trucks. Yeah, the whole works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, make they, it. They do a market on the other side on Sunday morning. I mean, why not make game day start a couple hours earlier for the average fan, not just for the Chattahooligans? Let let the yeah, average awesome. fan who doesn't maybe doesn't want to show up at the Chattahooligan tailgate because they don't want to. You know, that's not their jam. They don't want to tailgate, but maybe they want to show up with their family and buy food. At a at, from a food truck and walk around and kick kick in the inflatable soccer ball or whatever in the inflatable soccer goal whatever yeah totally yeah I agree with that that's let's, pretty cool let's mix it up a little bit let's go back to producer Jay oh hey me um and I think we've we've discussed this in the past and I know they're working on it but for me 
Um, and I'm talking about home. I know we can't really control away, but better camera angles and a better live production. We did a great job at working with Lucas and bringing in some great commentary. Stuff has changed up a lot. And I know we can't have a TV truck at every game because that is wildly expensive. But I, I'm, I have full confidence in Owen because I know he knows what the hell he's talking about and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to see this year, we had the game on TV. And if I'm being quite honest, that was a shot of adrenaline straight mm-hmm. to my veins. <laughs> fuck yeah. So and then the next game was like, fuck, we're back to this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I of agree. Of course, we were there, but um, sorry. Wow. <laughs> he, 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 looked at, he looked at Matt when he said that. Smitty, have you noticed that he never misses an opportunity to tell us that he was at the game? Yeah, that was Ever. Bold. That's, Ever. Uh, that's purposeful. But no, I, it was. It was like, it, it, br- it built me up like really like it was awesome. Hell yeah. And then it kind of like brought me down. And, and I'm not I'm not pointing fingers or I'm not complaining to anybody. I'm just saying if I had to have a New Year's resolution, that's definitely going to get more people. Jay, I don't yeah. think that should be limited to, to us though. I think I think that's a partly a league thing, and I'd like mm-hmm. to see the entire league take that step. I know, uh, so like, if, like they did for the bubble. Hey, some, if some we're folks, fucking, if we're talking about league, if we're talking about league New Year's, <laughs> we, we can get there. Yeah, we can oh, get there. Man, that is that is that becoming a uh, a standard, uh, if you will, a prerequisite to being able to be in the league would be like this is the level of production you have to produce. If we could be, and, and correct me if, if you think this is incorrect, but if we could just be seventy five percent of the way to that TV truck as a standard, like it doesn't have to be all the way. It doesn't have to be five camera angles. It could be three camera angles. It doesn't have to be uh, a, a legitimately excellent mm-hmm. fully paid broadcaster that does it for a living it could be someone that like does it on the side but is like you know professional grade mm-hmm. plus you know one of one of ours one of our longtime people potentially too you know if we could just make steps towards that like yeah. that would be so sustainable cool. sustainable uh steps yeah yep. so that when so as nisa grows as uh you know th- there are more teams and, and and we do this all a little bit better that we can all take that next step to, yep, to really right. fully produce three camera angles and games. 1080p or better. And similar, similar to how, and not all games on my Kuju have some games on. <laughs> and, and like, I, I honestly, know, honestly, I, I, New Year's resolution right here. And this one no, does not count. No, no games my on my Kuju. Kuju. Maybe not for next year. Well, they could be on my Kuju, year. but they also need to be something else. I don't care if it's on my kit Kuju for, for the betting, uh, for the betting parlors. I think that's great. Uh, but for domestically, Mm-hmm. No games on my Kuju. Hey so I need two things from the broadcast. Um, number one, no buffering. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then number two, camera angles that don't make a shot that's going wide by like 20 yards look like it's going to go into the top corner. There's so many times that Breezy and I are watching and we're like, oh my God, oh my God. Uh, yeah, that was like 15 <laughs> yards wide. And it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to say, guys, fuck my Kuju. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to mince words here in case anyone didn't understand. Fuck my kuju. All right. So I've got one. Matthew. Uh it's actually along along the lines of the academy. Uh and, and along the lines of players uh coming back the train for a little bit or or whatever. They're gonna come back in the summer if they're if they're coming from college. I think, I think we I need knew. to I think we, we should add a uh some sort of developmental team. Yes. Whether it, whether we call it U twenty three Damn, that's what I was about to say. Uh, whether we call it U21 even, I you know, 
because you, you just build up some of those academy in a, players in a league up. like NISA or something in, below. In, in, in a league like uh, in PSL, oh, you mean the NISA Nation? You know, in, I meant NISA Nation. Yeah, sorry. no, I knew what you meant. I was just. Yeah, I yeah. think I think NISA Nation is planning to go a little bit more like scholastically year round. Uh, we could we could run a year round or MPSO. We could run a year round. Maybe uh, maybe developmental team if we wanted to. Maybe it's a year round. Team. I want eight maybe weeks it's of more chaos of a, again. Of I miss it so much. <laughs> My God, NPSL. I want to go to a game every other day. I want to be uh, horse. By the way, for two months, Galen and El Conductor are if they are listening to this are screaming. We told you so. <laughs> You'll miss the NPSL. And by the way, I do miss little a little bit of the NPSL, and I especially miss the that's so NPSL so segments. I, I can't so wait I for know. the NPSL to come back. So right? I, I I don't know if. I like the idea of the NPSL partly because uh, a certain chairman of the NPSL who's currently still serving has basically run that league into the ground and everybody's leaving. Uh, right now there's enough teams in, in the Southeast. I think they make it work. Uh, but maybe, you know, maybe the, the NISA, uh, you know, has been putting together these like affiliate leagues uh, that are more regionally based. Maybe one pops up like that. So I think that we can help be a part of. I think the model is actually really clear. The model is the what the Georgia Revs do, mm-hmm. and the Georgia Revs. Now, granted, they're near sure. Atlanta, but here they're not in Atlanta, but they yeah. compete in they're one in of the Conyers. Atlanta-based leagues. They're, they're not even in Conyers anymore. They're in um, Light Years. It's an H. It's an H word. Like it's, it's like forty. It's like yeah. It's like forty it's minutes. McDonough. McDonough. It's like McDonough. forty minutes. If you're ever on I seventy-five, do not get off at McDonough. I don't your brains. I don't know. The Walgreens there is pretty nice. Hey, if you ever go. Yeah, if you want to be there for minutes, four hours. If you ever go 30 minutes past Atlanta, going south, and you're like, where the fuck is this traffic coming from? That it's from the McDonough exit. 100%. Every time. So, But they, they managed to be based in McDonough and have a year-round reserve team. And I'm not saying that we are the same. We're not in Atlanta. But if they can do it as a club with not the, near the resources of CFC, we can figure it out. Um, I It's not one of my resolutions for this year. My resolution would be women's team first, but I agree with your resolution. Yeah, so I so don't disagree with I, I was, I was uh, putting gonna, it on there. I was going to kind of couch my my resolution by by saying I also don't think it should be a this year thing. Uh, I think the pandemic makes that just completely unlikely, right? Uh, and honestly, I don't, I don't, I, I I don't think that the NPSL is terribly viable long term. And I like the idea of, of some of these regional leagues, like the Midwest Premier League, that, yes. that, that are popping up, like Gulf Coast Premier League. We probably don't make sense for Gulf Coast. I would love to see a Southeast-based league that can help be a, a club in, incubator Dude, Appala- for, for some of these other places. Yeah, you, You've got Appalachian. You've got, you know, like there's still no team in Knoxville. There hasn't been a senior team in, in Huntsville since Rocket City United. Also, they RIP do, to Asheville. So, and back to Georgia Revs for a second, just to nerd out just a little bit more. They do the opposite of what, my understanding is the opposite of what CFC would do. They do a year-round uh, reserve team, and then they do yes. a six-week or eight-week-long, like quote-unquote pro season. It's not even a pro team, right? But it's like an almost pro yeah. team. It's a semi-pro team. We would be doing the opposite. So the commitment monetarily is significant. I'm not downplaying it. It matters, and that's why in a pandemic-shortened year, it's probably not going to happen this year. But it should be able to happen because they could do the opposite. They could do an eight, a team that lasts six or eight yeah. weeks as a reserve team and then, in and the, then just you the could summer. Bring in... Talented college kids who may be coming out of college the next yeah. year. Talented academy kids who need to get it. Like those, we talked Juan about Sanchez. <laughs> yes. We talked about, I mean, Jay, producer Jay talked about all of the, co- uh, he wants to see kids signed from the academy, right? 
academy kids could be signed to play with the first team. They could be playing on amateur contracts with the first team, but not actually getting minutes because amateur players that are 17, 18, or 19 years old probably aren't going to get minutes with the first team. But they could be training with the first team and getting minutes with the second team during the summer and aiding in their development. It just makes sense. It also makes a lot of sense if, if there are you know, currently in college players that uh, that we're interested in, mm-hmm. in in terms of future pro career. Uh, especially especially players that we don't think are going to end up, you know, drafted in the first round of the MLS draft or something like that. That would, you know, players totally. that are likely to come to us. Uh, the thing the thing I really want to mention here, uh, and why I say that this is definitely not a, a this year thing, pandemic concluded, is because, I'll go back to Breezy's point a little bit. The for me, the women's team comes first. You put a you put a first yes. team for the women first agreed. agreed before we start talking about a developmental team for the men but i think they're both should be not only priorities they to be a community-based club mm-hmm. we, I, I, think, I think we need, both of them. i think we need both and if i if you force me to choose between one or the other to start i'm taking the women's team every time agreed. but it's not even 100%. close so i think we're all yeah i think we're all on the same page with that one for sure for mm-hmm. sure um who's next i guess it's me isn't it mm-hmm. yes so uh i have the i have a very different new year's resolution to matt's first new year's resolution my new year's resolution lose? get the, get out of here uh yes i'm hoping to lose all of the games um high, that comes with a high draft pick right he just really likes to complain uh that i do it would produce a, wh- it would produce a lot of content on this show <laughs> that's why um, the show might not playoffs exist. if we if we lose every game playoffs this, this i just hope we can win a game exist. i might i uh, might cry i might just cry at home um so the no bears are who we thought they were the revs were who we thought they were. Let so <laughs> them off the hook. No, where I would like to go with that is uh, what I want to see from on the field performance from the men's first team this year is I want to see us make the playoffs. So I don't know what the playoffs are going to look like. Um, I want us. I'm not playoffs. So remember, if, if you remember, we talked a little bit about, uh, and, I, and I think this based on my research, listening to all those episodes, this was off camera apparently or off off mic apparently. But um, if you would, and I know we talked a little about this on the season review, if you would have told me before the season that we would win our division and essentially come in fourth, third or fourth place in the bubble, like which was the playoffs, I would have taken that. And I, and I would say the same thing this year. I'm not saying I don't want to win the championship. Of course I do. But the realistic New Year's resolution goal I have for the team is I want to be competitive throughout the year. I want to be, finish fourth place or better. And I think fourth place gets you into the playoffs. I don't know. It might be sixth place. I don't know what the play. They might be all it, the teams. It might be just, you know. It might be all eight. But whatever the playoffs <laughs> look like, I want to be in fourth place or above in the overall league standings going into the playoffs, and after that, I'll take everything else's gravy because I think this team will be good enough if we come in fourth place to have a puncher's chance. We all know the playoffs are unpredictable. You know, eight seeds in the NHL playoffs can win it all. You know, it, anyone can win it if you get to the playoffs, so I want to get Puck to the playoffs. Drop. Puck drop just happened in the Preds' first game of the season. Sorry, you said NHL. So I think that's you know. I think hey, that's are. eminently uh, wiser and more realistic than mine. I just really wanted to, like, Oh, I like yours. Put out the energy in a hurry. I like yours. That's why I was like, whoa. We've we've won so many trophies before the trophies. Um, I want to win the trophy after the trophy trophy after the trophy. (laughs) I agree with that. Uh, Let's do uh, one more round, and then we'll obviously we'll see. I think Smitty may have a a few more than that, but uh, let's go with uh, straight to Smitty. I can go for my second one. Okay, go. Um, So I want to see 
continued development for what our vision is for our on-field product. So that goes with how we're scouting players because we know I was very critical about that um, last time we were together. You can listen to the literal last episode for that. You absolutely can. Um, Also, if all of these uh, New Year's resolutions do not happen, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trashing the, the 2021 ratings again. Um, okay yeesh yeah so i I have high expectations high standards Uh, baby so the way that we locate players the way that we sign players the types of players that we're looking at now i don't know what that looks like but i do know we have really smart people at the club that can find ways to get people we've got an amazing scouting department um so I know you said you don't know what this looks like, but let me push you a little bit. How are we going to measure this? When we go back next year mm-hmm. and I actually have a podcast to listen to where I figure out what, and, and I, and, and I figure out what our New Year's resolutions were and we judge them. Hey, Breezy. How are you going to judge? How are you? Hi, future me. Um, I, I know you love listening to yourself talk. Uh, how are you going to? How are we going to decide if this was a success or not? Are you just going to base it based on the year's results? Does mm-hmm. that feel fair? Like, how are you? How are you thinking about judging it come next year? So I don't. Or, know. or is it a little bit how we get to whatever the results we get to? Yeah. So I would say it's pretty subject subjective. So it's hard to say. <laughs> but I don't know that results are always fair as we've experienced to CFC fans a lot of times. Um, results are a fair met being a fair measuring stick, but we'll be able to look at the on-field product and know that what we, that what our front office and scouting department did was good and that we got the right players. So we just talked about 14 players. We have 14 players coming back. We're probably looking at a total roster, including if there are Academy players, um, which Jay talked about, you kind of need to have 23 or 24 players on a roster and that includes Academy players. So, Mm -hmm. um, we're looking at another 10 guys, including any academy guys that might get signed or any guys that might get signed to a legitimate practice contract like Cutler Coleman last year, for example, who was on a practice contract, who practiced for the whole year, then made the roster, went to the bubble, started playing, got himself a contract. So yeah, shout out Cutler Coleman. Are you going to right. ba- are you gonna base, and I'm not picking on this, I'm just mm-hmm. curious, how are you going to base your um, grade on the players that we brought back? Are you going to, because you did scouting, so, mm-hmm. or are you going to base it on the next 10 on the roster essentially like how are you thinking about that yeah so it's going to be the next 10 on the roster so it's how do we improve because i feel really good about the about the majority of the players that we brought back so how do we improve on that also a lot of this is inspired because it's like three weeks ago i watched moneyball which is on netflix Mm, Um, such a good movie so so and a great book right but it's it's how do we innovate given the situations that we have um so is it you know, finding diamonds in the rough and being able to sell them on to bring in more profit so that we can spend maybe Please. more on wages? Is it finding diamonds in the rough that aren't at the level to sell on, but that are going to be really good products for the team and come at a really good price? Is it going to be somebody that's down on their luck? You know, where is it going to be, you know, if we can ever get visas again, tapping into a country and a league that we that can get approved for visas so that we can bring in maybe somebody in Europe that's playing at a really high level, but can, you know, even make more money in Chattanooga and have a more stable environment. Cause there's some incredible footballers in worn torn countries that, you know, would love to come here. Sure. And I think also there's, we're going to have an interesting conversation come next year. I think we might even 
look at the through the lens the same lens you're giving. Let's say Alec McKinley, who didn't who played a lot in the Independent Cup, then got hurt and didn't feature the rest of the season except for like three minutes at the end of one game. Mm-hmm. Let's say he explodes. He's my favorite player of the Independent Cup too. Yeah, he, I mean he has beauty, he has MLS quality feet um, as, as a 23 year old um, in. in or twenty-two year old, however old he is, he so, might be younger than that. <laughs> uh, anyway, regardless, he he has MLS quality feet. Can he put it all together? We he's a guy we stuck with. He's on the returners list. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't play after essentially didn't play any meaningful minutes after the Independent Cup. When we come to next year's New Year's resolutions pod, and I'm listening back to this, it did Alec McKinley explode? Mm-hmm. Was he a diamond in the rough that the scouting department found last year? Or or didn't they? And this and this that that can go to a lot of different players, not just Alec McKinley. But uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be a really interesting thing to look at next year. Yeah, he's got. I mean, obviously, he's he's got tremendous pedigree with his father, uh, being a a great pro. Um, yeah. It'll be it'll be. I mean, I I think you know we're not gonna try to spend you know too much time with the roster, but like he's uh this is an important year for him. I think. Uh, can he take the next step and 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 play? You know, consistent minutes play well because uh, he's obviously got he's obviously got something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, you watch him with the, like with his feet, and it's just his passing's incredible. Yeah, MLS quality feet, and 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 maybe and 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 so we'll, we'll say it on the individual side. Let's say it on the coaching side as well. You know, how does how does our coaching staff help him unlock that potential, and where where does he you fit in best for the club? For sure. Producer Jay or Matt, who wants to go next? Who's got one? Um, I'll go. Matt was pointing at me. Um, <laughs> way, way to give away our secrets here. <laughs> one, one that I want to see stepped up a little bit, and maybe to some people it may be up to par, um, but definitely social media. I think mm-hmm. the club does an okay job at social media. And when you're thinking about bringing young fans and more people to the game and, and attracting young people specifically, dude, it's social media. I mean, I mean, you can do other grassroots type stuff, but like you know, you gotta you gotta understand how to work the algorithms. You gotta have more attractive stuff. Sometimes, if you go look at other clubs and you look at their homepage, you're like, "This is cool." Like, I like the layout. The color scheme's awesome. And then you come. Sometimes you go to ours, and we're still not choosing the cover picture when it comes to a video because it fades in at the beginning. And I don't know who is to point at that. I just think the social media content quality, the outreach, and the um, overall, what am I trying to say? I can't even think of the word right now. Um, Strategy. Sorry. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word strategy. Holy fuck. (laughs) Um, The overall strategy. And you're not even drinking. No, I know. What's going on with me? Maybe that's the problem. It's because he's not drinking. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) The overall strategy and design behind it. I think the club has a great design um, team and a great color scheme. I just think that there needs to be that another brain that isn't, hey, oh, okay, you know how to click the post button and the like button and respond to stuff. Well, then you get the social media because sometimes it feels like that. And I'd like to see a step up in it because it is very important when it comes to drawing the younger crowd. Can I can I take that but broaden it slightly? Sure. You're probably going to say the exact same thing that I was about to, but go ahead. I, I think one of the reasons that the club hired Jeremy in the first place is because he had experience uh, in professional soccer. Yeah. And us going from a, a longtime but successful amateur team 
Uh, it was time to professionalize all aspects of the club. Totally. And anything that we were doing mm-hmm. before, even while good, uh, I, I think everything needed to, needed to take the next step. And so maybe it's not just, and obviously like, you know, Jeremy arrived and all of a sudden there was a pandemic. You know, maybe it's his fault that there was a pandemic. I don't know. He, he, <laughs> he said he would only, by the way, listening to that podcast yesterday, he was, uh, we had so many high hopes for this season and like <laughs> attendance and like, uh, anyway, uh, the, the one thing he said he would, the only like catastrophe he was going to take credit for if it happened, this was pre-pandemic, of course, was uh, if the stadium flooded because his stadium <laughs> flooded twice and we bl- we were trying to blame the rain on him. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, but, but, and, and he was like, all right, talk about rain. Our stadium in St. Louis flooded twice, 200 year floods in, in like, uh, you know, 10 months or whatever it was. I can't remember quite there. And then, uh, and then we were like, yeah, we, you know, whatever if the stadium floods and then uh pandemic. So. Or so is you I think the term I think Pandy. I didn't. I That's so uh, Andrew Santino, things, but yeah. I think so many things that that we, that I think we were hoping for, and I seem to remember having this. Maybe it wasn't a New Year's resolutions thing, but maybe it was just like a general conversation about taking the next step and, and professionalizing all aspects of the club, uh, including including the front office over, over time. You know, obviously, obviously things got shelved. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we went into survival mode. Uh, just trying, just trying to hold hold things together with duct tape. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe it's you know some of those twenty twenty re- like resolutions about professionalism and and just taking the next step and moving on now. and off the field. Just slot them in the twenty twenty one. So I do think um, there were. I, I think there was encouraging signs yep. in the social media department this year, especially when it came to sponsor activations. Uh, and, and that's a really nerdy thing for people, but. Um, for so it keeps the club afloat, right? Exactly. So <laughs> for Chick Fil A corner kicks, baby, eat more chicken. Yeah, for everything, like it, the club cannot be successful without sponsors and people buying tickets and whatever else. But sponsors are a big portion of that revenue, and and they're and they're not even called sponsors anymore. By the way, on, on that Jeremy podcast, partners. we learned they're called partners. So partners and sponsorships are huge. And I did see the one thing that I don't. I agree with Jay that the social media has a long way to go. And the I'm player not, announcements video is actually a really a good, good example of this using a new. A newly signed on partner for this reason. Uh, I think the schedule that came out in the spring that was a, a, a kind of a cool way. Like there, there, there have been hints of like some really cool, mm-hmm. uh, like taking the next step. There, there have been hints and, of that. And what I think, and what I think is missing, and consistency. Jay, Jay correct me if you're if I'm wrong. What I think is missing is is a dedicated social media person that's like a true social media professional. I think it's smart people that don't ha- like the difference between Jay's and my opinions, I think on social media are probably like when he looks at something, he sees it from someone who's legitimately done this for a living. I mean, this is what you previously did for a living um, in part, at least was help design social media stuff. Yep. So like, I think that you see a lot of the flaws and a lot of the po- easy improvements that could be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what they're missing is actually somebody like you um, with an eye for like that next step, which is to not only do good social media Sponsor activations, which they've started to do, which they didn't do previously, and that's what I'm pointing out that I'm glad that they made some progress last year. But the next step is to do it, not just to do it, but do it well. Yes. And do the little things well. Like the, the stuff about the cover Im- image that you're pointing out, like I wouldn't notice that, but I guarantee you if it were better, I would notice that like that was a really good you know, video or whatever. And maybe that's me nitpicking too. I, I don't think it is. I think it's a fair critique. Um, and I just want to say, I think it's just, I'm less likely to click on it if it's just a black square. Yeah, totally. And so it's like, but, but I think there's, I, I think there's been progress. And so I'm hopeful that it is going more in the direction of what you're saying yeah. mm-hmm. that like they, that they're going to do a 
better job with hopefully having some professional advice because there's only so a certain amount of like positions in the front office. And I don't think they have a, a social media professional quote unquote. They have people doing it. They get paid to do it. But like, I mean, genuinely, and I'm not just saying this to blow smoke up, you know, Jay's skirt. Like there, sh <laughs> there should be somebody like Jay or Jay mm -hmm. in that office getting paid to make sure all the social media matches because all of the logos match, right? All the jerseys match, all of the stuff match. Like, it should everything should match and and everything social media wise should match the same way that all the branding matches and it doesn't currently yeah i and i don't think it's i don't think it's too hard of a too hard of a switch up i just think yeah and I, it might not even being hiring somebody who's good at it but maybe having somebody do some kind of training or or some step up um in that area so it just it, it, as as simple as buying a microphone so that when you're filming a video it's not Coach Fuller yelling at an iPhone yeah. while there's noise going around, and it's just, I don't know, it's just that extra touch, you know? Totally. God, so. are you Smitty from two weeks ago? <laughs> oh, shit. Are you going to give their whole media apartment a six of ten? I don't know yet. We'll have to we'll, Fucking we'll visas. Uh, Smitty, do you have one more? I do. So, and it's kind of to piggyback on what we've been talking about, but taking the next step in our marketing so and what we don't you mean know, like moving our marketing always forward always forward um shut up <laughs> i hate you so much sometimes um <laughs> hey w before we move on in in between for us i will say i do like no matter what i do yes i i, I like i like a slogan I do too. you have to stand behind something and i like that i like the no matter and it, what it's really good for the current environment as well i think because no, matter, sure. what, because no matter what, no matter what, all right. So back to marketing. We don't know what they had planned and what was shelved before the vid. Right. So before the pandy, before the vid, before the Rona, before whatever. Um, he refuses to say the word pandy because he doesn't want to sound like saying panties. No, I just like to be different. Thanks. Um, so we, do, we don't know what we had planned. And also shout out Kate because Kate Wilson's done an awesome job yeah. um, this year. And we have made steps forward in our marketing and our, and our club communication. Yep. It's been better. It still needs to improve. Um, and I would love to, to point out one thing specifically, as Breezy likes to, likes to say, like what will be our measuring stick for success on this is are we getting new demographics into the stadium yes. if there is people there there's definitely outreach that can be made into certain mm -hmm. areas and i think a big uh example of that and again pre-pandy right when we brought batiste and communicaciones in yeah that was like a hey you know mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that pay attention to this world-class sport and we want to bring that here so you understand that we are making strides to pull those different type parts of the community. In. Somebody, that's, yeah. a, that's a really good. Our that's, stands that's really should good match the demographics that are on the field. I really, yes, I, I that agree. is literally word for word what I was going to say. The, the stands should look like the city of Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't just look like this podcast currently does. Amen. I mean, there, we're four white guys, we're four friends, but every person in the stands shouldn't be middle-aged white and male. And it's not currently necessarily. I don't want to say there aren't any, there's no, no diversity, but I want the stands to match. I agree completely with what you said. I want the stands to match what our city is. And our city is a diverse, beautiful melting pot, and our stands should be a beautiful, diverse melting pot. And as a community club, I think we owe it to, uh, I think we owe it to the city and the, and the community to 
to fully try to represent the community in, in all ways that, that that are possible. Yeah, and if we're not, like if, if our stands don't look like it, mm-hmm. it's probably because the club's not doing a good enough job. Yep. And I don't want to be mean, but like that's you you should if you represent your community, you should your 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 community should then reflect that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they we always do that, and I don't think it's on purpose. I don't think it's uh, anyway. I I agree completely with what you said. All right, 100%. One, one one free idea that I'm going to give out to the club. And this is incredible. I just thought about it. <laughs> All right, rent a bus for game day. Not everybody has rides, right? Or, you know, their parents may have to work and there could be like kids and stuff that want to come to the day, come to the game. So rent a bus, call it the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Go pick those little <laughs> bastards up. Bring them to the Yes. Game. Let's go. Text your, text your address to a certain number and the bus comes yep. by your house and picks you up. Hell yeah. I know, well, I know a guy who can help you out with Have that. like neighborhood pickups. Dude. Something. Yeah. I love that idea. Hey, hey, CFC front office, whenever you're listening to this, call Smitty. It's a good ass idea. That's really cool. Producer Jay, do you have one more? Or do you want me to close? No, I do have one that I want to share with you guys privately because it's something I've been working on. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Y'all don't get to find out. Okay, right, Matt. Community. Uh, breezy. Bree- breezy, close us out. All I think, right. I think I'm good. All right, cool. So here's mine, and this is uh, going to be a bit specific, but if and we haven't seen the numbers from this year. We did see the numbers from last year, and the club lost a million dollars on paper, give or take. Um, last year being 2019 and last year being a non-pandemic year now last year was a year that we led into a pandemic year it was a year that we became a professional club so it was a massive year of change losing a million dollars is a lot of damn money i don't know what this year's going to look like i've not seen the annual reports i i think we will see it at some point probably closer to may um but Mm -hmm. i cannot imagine it's going to look good okay i don't know what it's going to be but the biggest source of revenue for this club and for any other soccer club uh, that is at this level is game day ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Game day ticket sales were essentially non-existent. The only game day ticket sales that happened were for a handful of games, and they were mostly season ticket thank yous for people who did not uh, choose to cancel their season tickets. And which, they all rained. Which is beautiful. And, <laughs> and it rained and whatever. Rained. So my point is season ticket revenue was basically non-existent. I'm sure some sponsors had to you know, maybe renegotiate their contracts or diminish their whatever. So I expect this year is going to look very, very bad on paper. Yeah. So when I say this year, I mean the year we just finished, 2020. 2020. So in 2021, I'm not expecting, especially with the first half of the year, maybe the whole year is going to be weird, but the first half of the year is going to be crazy. The first half of the year may look a lot like 2020, and we might see closed-door matches or barely open 2,000 fans, not enough to cover the costs or just enough to cover the costs. In, in 2021, up until the midpoint. We might even see it for the whole year. I don't know. But I'm hoping that around June or July, we've hit a point with the vaccine, and, we, and, and this is me being optimistic, we've hit a point where we can have real fans again. We can have real numbers of fans, and people are feeling comfortable, and it's safe to do so. And so what I want to see for this year is that I want to see a quarter-million-dollar loss at most. And I know that's a very specific target, but we lost a million dollars last in, to, in 2019, give mm-hmm. or take, as a club. This last year, I have no idea what it's going to be. I, I, I really don't know, but it's going to be a lot of money, I, I would assume. So this year, we have to be getting towards that zero. It's not going to be zero. It can't be zero in 2021. It's just, unless somehow we're running 5,000 seats, you know, starting the season. But we, we've we got to be to a point where we're getting close to break even. And, and I know they, they did a big raise and they had some money in the bank and they've done some good stuff. So I'm hoping that in 2021, we lose a quarter million dollars uh, on the high side. And that would that would signal to me mm-hmm. that we are moving in the right direction. That even with a tough year, we're getting close to uh, zero, and that in 2022, 
we might be able to actually break even as a club. And that's the, in sports, you want to break even your yeah. goal. Your goal is not to make money unless you're in the NFL. Essentially your goal is to break even. So that's my big thing. I want operating in the black. I want to, I want to get closer to operating in the black. I want to see this club be around for another 90 years. I want to hit that hundred year mark and it, we can't you continue to lose a million dollars a year. Yeah. That's a so, good one. That's a good one to end on. Yeah. That's, it. It's a little bit of a somber note, but that's my, that's my hope. It's realistic. All right, boys. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Do we miss anything? Is there anything you guys want to add? I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. Uh, Producer Jay, if people want to find you on the internet, maybe yell at you, uh, maybe tell you how much they love your voice, how can they do that? Uh, At Letter J on Instagram and on Twitter at Section 109 Podcast. Beautiful. Smitty? What about you, Smitty? You can find me on Instagram at A Smitty Knows. And uh, how about your fantasy football uh, exploits? <laughs> All right, so humble brag, <laughs> humble brag. Here. I can't believe this we, is, we waited. He's this still long dropping this. Um, I'm just gonna say it. Humble brag. I am number one in the Chattahooligans uh, fantasy EPL league at roughly the half point of the season, give or take. Yeah, um, I'm for sure gonna win too. To f- I'm just gonna put it out there. And you came in um, second, I think second. So didn't like, you literally lose year? to me last week? And I haven't updated that team since week one. That was a week, um, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think you're literally have like 60% of the points that he has for the year. That's yeah. probably true. So I am in, I'm in the too. top one quarter of 1% in the world. So so I, there's there's like 7 million players, and I think you're in the top 15,000, 20,000? 20, yeah. Top 20,000 in yeah. the world, and there's, there's 7 million players. Yeah. And we're halfway through the season, so this isn't a fluke. So you can find Smitty also on Instagram with his fantasy takes. Yes. Um, so it's... Smitty knows EPL, FPL. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I think you'll find it. I think, hey, I, I I like my stuff and I share them to my story. So just follow a Smitty knows, and then you'll get some good. Uh, what about you, football. Matt? You can find me on Instagram at I am Caniglio, where I never post and don't know how to do stories. Uh, and you can you can find Shocker. me on, on Twitter at Whiskey is fine. Crazy. You can find me on the internet. All right. See you guys later. See ya. Peace.